All right, everyone, welcome back. We got a kind of special episode for y'all. We'll still call it episode 52, but we're recording right after the draft lottery results. We thought it'd be a good idea to record a little episode for y'all. Chris and I, James, the do as always. We have episode 52. Like I said, only one devil in history has wore jersey number 52. Good old Vogtek Mozik. Mozik. Remember him? He was a Albanier. I, I like remember the name, but I don't remember the player. He was a he was an Albanier. Albanian. Oh, Jesus, Albany devil. Or um, yeah, Vojtek Mozik. So, only number fifty-two in Devils history. Like I said, we had the draft lottery. Um, NBC Sports Network picked it up. NHL Network was at 7 o'clock Eastern on June 2nd, Wednesday. That's when we're recording this, right after. It it was probably the most laid-back NHL draft lottery in a long time, right? I can't remember the last time it went, like, almost as chalk as this one did. Yeah, yeah, very very little movement, very little... I think people got more excited just to see certain teams not move up, regardless of who your team was in this lottery. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there were teams who were like, good, good. I don't want them moving up. Exactly. That's how I looked at it. So <laughs> to recap, this is how it went. By the way, only one team moved up. Only one team moved back. So it was Chalk, 16, the Rangers. Very happy they didn't move up. Those were one of the teams I circled in that I want to see move up, and I'm sure everyone else did too. They only had a 2.1% to jump in the top two. Dallas Stars are picking 15th. Philadelphia Flyers, another team I circled that I do not want to uh, see move it, up. Um, isn't it Rangers 15? Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. It's because Arizona yeah, was Arizona at 11 and they forfeited. forfeited. Yeah. So Rangers are at 15. Dallas is at 14. Flyers are at four, uh, 13. Mm-hmm. Calgary Flames at 12. Chicago Blackhawks at 11. Ottawa Senators at 10. Vancouver Canucks at 9. Los Angeles Kings at 8. Oh, by the way, the Canucks were another team I didn't want to see move up just because the Devils could have very well had their first rounder this year, going back to that trade a couple years back. Yeah. And they took, was it Shakir with their pick last year? Shakir was one of the picks yeah. taken last year in the first I, I believe round. This pick, the Vancouver Canucks pick was Shakir at 20. So that was the Canucks pick last year. We could have had, the Devils could have had that pick this year if something happened yeah. previously. I, I forget what the condition was, but yeah. that's why it, I didn't want to see them move It was probably up. depending on how far Vancouver got in the playoffs last year if they did. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so another thing is, and I'm not on the tr- this train, but a lot of Devils fans are becoming very unhealthily obsessed of having this idea in their head that they need to draft Luke Hughes or else this draft is a bust. That's another reason why they didn't want to see Vancouver jump up because the Quinn yeah. Hughes, Luke Hughes type deal. I mean, but, Jack um, wants yeah. him. Jack's already said he wants yeah, him. I'm, I'm sure he does. It's his brother, but the Devils can't be picking players yeah. just because I mean, they're sure related. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he'll be there. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I mean, like I said, I haven't really done my in-depth draft research yet. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing that. I actually have my first profile come out. Talk more about that later. Yee. But I'll be doing that more. If Luke Hughes is the best player available at whenever the Devils pick, for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. pick him. It seems like, though, he's in a lot of people's top three, even top two. Some people even have him number one on their board. So I'm not so sure he'll even be there at four. But that's something more to look into as we get closer so 
All right, where was I? L.A. at 8, San Jose at 7, Detroit at 6, Columbus at 5, your New Jersey Devils at 4. And up to this point, it was all chalk. It went as expected. Seattle Kraken, the new expansion team, jumped up from 3 to 2, switching spots with the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks, the only team that got quote-unquote screwed. but uh, yeah. And the Sabres stayed at 1, so... Mm-hmm. This year's a weird year, though. There's no consensus one. There's no consensus one, two, three. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. literally you take a group of probably four, maybe five players, and any of those guys could go one, two, three, four, five. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one of those drafts. I mean, it's uh, supposedly they're saying it's deep. Uh, I'm sure you will be able to enlighten us more on that as you do your prospect uh, research, as you always do every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so last year, good segue into that. I'll talk a little bit about this real quick. Um, last year, I wrote 30 draft profiles on my – technically, I had a top 30. So I went in depth about 30 different guys. Basically, what the outline of these articles is, it's a quick profile on the guy, some background information, height, weight, all that fun stuff. Then I jump into their career junior stats from when they started playing hockey, which some of these kids started playing at like 14, whatever good old elite prospects has for me over there. And then I do, I kind of like take these stats and kind of compare them to other guys. Like I wrote a profile, my first profile this year on Atu Rati. Mm-hmm. I kind of compared his junior stats to, he played this over in Finland. So think of some Finnish prospects like Ronnie Hermervainen, Anton Lundell, who was drafted last year. So kind of make some comparisons there. And then after kind of like the statistics part, I jump into the player strengths, weaknesses. Then I'll go into kind of projection where I project them as going forward and also where in the draft to project these guys to go. And then I'll end it with, will this be a fit for the Devils? So that's how the draft profiles are. The draft, by the way, is like in the, at the end of June. So unfortunately, I probably won't get 30 profiles out. I'm going to try to do my best to hopefully get about 15, maybe a little more than that. But we shall see. So, yeah, thanks for that little segue, Chris. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had any more thoughts to what you were saying. I think you're pretty much done there. That's why I jumped in. No, nah, I was. I it basically was describing so. how you are usually our expert on prospects. Oh, thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, anything you want to say about the top 16? I mean, like I was saying, there's not much to say here. It kind of went strong, which I mean, yeah. I'm happy with. Do you like when there's chaos? I don't really like when I mean, there is. I do but like a little chaos. Do I do like a little chaos. <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, sitting here um, watching this, I was basically – there were teams that I didn't want to move up uh, from the division, obviously, like Rangers and Flyers. There were other teams I just didn't want to see get it, like Chicago for like recency things. even though I'll be a hypocrite and say I wouldn't mind if the Devils had won it. Um, But yeah, that that was basically more of how I was reacting to this. I was like, good, they didn't move. Good, they didn't move. Good, good, good. Like uh, when I saw Anaheim got moved down, I'm like, okay, well, maybe good for Seattle. You know, maybe they got one, but they didn't. They got two instead. Um, Yeah, Uh, it was more just I'm happy to see certain teams not moving up. I'm kind of happy that Seattle didn't win it because – Devils in Seattle had the same exact odds at moving into the top uh, right, two and getting yeah. the number one pick. So I'm sure some Devils fans would have been real salty about that. But like I said, like we both said, it is what it is. Um, I, I was in the same boat as you. Is more so like hoping teams don't jump up, like the Rangers, um, Flyers. Canucks for the reason I spoke about before mm-hmm. and like you I had a weird feeling about Chicago I was convinced that they were going to jump up I, I don't know why I, I shared that similar opinion as you but um yeah she went 
basically chalk and draft season is officially upon us folks so buckle up get ready for that mm-hmm. all righty so i guess to like i said this is gonna be a long episode kind of just want to talk about the ladder i guess ender out here when i talk a little playoff hockey do a little check in there mm-hmm. so i know you were a uh, not a fan of this happening but i know last episode you're like oh man least fans gotta be well it did their, happen their and uh, the least blew it they yeah. lost three one in game seven was it three one i think it was um montreal kind of controlled that game when they get out to a two nothing lead least fans about Something to give like us a one star rating they want it so uh, yeah you know <laughs> I, I i haven't said some nice nice things about canada so i don't know how many canadians <laughs> listeners we have left but um, um yeah, but, yeah. I, mean, yeah I mean it's it's so frustrating at this point as a hockey fan um who who doesn't have a stake in that division normally like i don't usually care for the leafs because they're just they're in the east but they're not like in the devil's division they never really have been um we've had some good games and some good you know series against them and stuff but you know they're not a team i'm like cheering for but they're not a team i'm cheering against i'm just kind of indifferent about them so from like a neutral stance it is so frustrating to see this team loaded up with this much talent granted they lost Tavares like game one or two whenever that injury that freak accident happened um but seeing a team that you know skilled and especially because they went up like 3-0-3-1 and they just couldn't get it done this year and it's like the fourth year in a row it was like boston one year boston again then columbus and now montreal and yeah i mean the the general consensus is what do you do like what else is there to do at this point you know to try and make it work i mean on paper, you have the skill where you should win, and for some reason, they just can't get it done in the playoffs, even when they're a game away. So I can understand so these fans' frustrations fans. and stuff like that. Yeah. So don't it's, don't it's, tell Toronto fans that they have the core, yeah. or I else mean, they'll, get, they'll get mad at you. I'm I'm with Toronto Maple Leafs fans with their frustration, probably not to the level they are because I'm not the, you know the diehard fan, and they have you know gone what 17 years since a playoff series victory. Um, absurd yeah and now there's like this you know talk that's not going to go away if do you trade away core players and it's like you know someone keeps it's mostly fishing i think like people are trying to put it out there to see if something sticks um you know mentioning like oh is marner going to get traded or is matthew's going to get traded stuff like that and i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility simply because of the fact of how much money they have tied up between Tavares, Matthews and Marner. And even though, you know, Nylander would probably be a guy that they may move. His cap hit isn't as significant. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, interesting. So, um, yeah, it certainly is. Um, I'm looking at it now. So between those top three, Austin Matthews, John Tavares and Mitchell uh, and Mitchell Marner, Mitch Marner, you have 33 million, mm-hmm. 34 million tied up. Yep. Between those three. <laughs> and the cap and so you, yeah. And so the cap is about 84 million. So a little, little math here. That's 40 percent in your cap is tied up in the three players you add in. Um, seven million of William Nylander, and that number probably jumps up to close to fifty percent, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. I'm looking at their cap friendly page right now. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pending unrestricted free agent forwards. They got one, two, three pending three unrestricted picks. free agent defensemen. That is correct too. They only have um, a second rounder, a fifth rounder, and a sixth rounder this yeah. year. They traded their first for Nick Foligno. I mean, did he even play? He, he did, in, yeah. He played in the series. 
I mean, I know at this he's point, banged up. I don't, I don't blame Dubis like at all. Like it, he put a team together that should win. Like, you know, I, I, I think it's on the players at this point. It's like you guys gotta get it done. Like, there's, there's no reason for it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're gonna credit, this roster, like. But... <laughs> Yeah, definitely credit Montreal. I'm like a, I've mm-hmm. been a Montreal guy for a bit, yeah. just because they're they always check out well analytically, and yeah. I'm a big analytics this, guy. This but. is not meant to be a slight against Montreal. It's just you know, understanding the frustration, and especially when a team is up three one. I mean, you normally have to get that done. I mean, we we were able to do the same thing like years ago in 2000 when we won the cup. We came back down three one against the Flyers, but. Yeah, it's it's not a slight against Montreal at all. Good job on them, you know, pulling this series off. But man, Toronto, I, I don't know what you do at this point. Yeah, the, the roster is going to actually look a lot different next year, depending on who they bring <laughs> yeah. back and stuff. Like you got Matthews, Tavares, Marner, and Leanlander, and Kerfoot. Those are like the only three guys that are locked in, besides like Pierre Envall, mm-hmm. uh, Ilya Mickey. Yeah, the kid that slices. Yeah, Super he had the injury with the wrist. He was a devil. Yeah. yeah, and then they got Brody locked up too, don't they? He wasn't just yeah, a one-year so thing. Defensively, defensively, they got Muzzin, Riley, Brody, and Hull all locked up. That's a really solid. Yeah, top it's not four a bad decor. Four. I mean, they're going to be fine. I think what they really need to focus on this offseason is signing a number one goaltender. And luckily for them, they have. Or I know they're gonna have to find the money, but the goalie market is extremely strong this year, which mm-hmm. I feel like is the case like almost every year. For sure, but it's like really, really strong this year. So, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's talking Leafs. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talking Leafs on the Twitter sphere. A lot of, I mean, and I'm starting to see, like it, whenever stuff it's like this so happens, baffling. you're just gonna see this silly. You're gonna see the silly things people are saying, like Marner or Matthews slander out there. I mean, those two are both elite hockey yeah. players. I know you don't. They didn't perform to expectations, but they're still very, very good hockey players. Don't get that mistaken. So. But yeah, that's your least mess. Good for the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Carey Price. Oh, that's another thing. I mean, y- you know how uh, Carey Price's value is going to be like through the roof to some people now. When keep in mm-hmm. mind, folks, this man had like a nine oh three save percentage in the regular season. He's still very. He still has a very very ugly contract, and it's still Carey Price who's on the downfall of his career. But he's it was good he to see him steal, steal a series a like that. Steal a series, yeah. Yeah, so, but um, I'm very excited to see the carry price takes here in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. but yeah, no, like Canadians, I mean, I'd pick the Leafs, of course, to go to yeah, Stanley I mean, Cup, like before the year started, and I stayed true to that pick. <laughs> but Montreal Canadiens, I mean, they, they have players, they are a very sound team, they check out really well analytically, it's not like the craziest thing that this happened, like people are talking like the North Division is the most craziest thing in the world, like who could have predicted Winnipeg and Montreal both winning, yeah, it's definitely a surprise, but especially Montreal, like they're still a very solid hockey team, so... Um. There was something I wanted to mention here that I forgot, but when I remember it, I'll bring it back up. Hopefully I remember. Anyway, we had – what else did we have? We had game one of the Avs-Vegas series, which is probably, in my opinion, yeah. the two best teams in the NHL. And possibly, one got uh, a wake-up call. One got yeah. a wake-up call. 
So two of the top three teams in the NHL, and Vegas got absolutely thrashed. They started Robin Leonard, and Robin Leonard gave up seven goals. I don't think they pulled them in that game. So, yeah, Colorado Avalanche are just unreal. Um, if you haven't watched them play, I recommend it highly. They just play some really damn good hockey. So, but, um, yeah, like Chris said, it's a wake-up call for Vegas. We'll see uh, how they respond whenever game two is. Might be tonight. Not too I think, sure. <laughs> you know, Reeves got like, what, nine minutes in penalties or something or eight? And he's like oh, suspended yeah, two that's games too for that. Thing, yeah. That's another thing we should probably talk about is we had another uh, borderline play. It wasn't good look. He What'd he do? He the cross-checked yeah, kind of Philip Brubauer. Yeah, he initially like Go. cross-checked Brubauer behind the head. Uh like straight down towards the ice and then after doing that he just went after i think it was graves and yeah because graves tried defending his goalie which he yeah, should have and, and he, then like, graves he, got well he, yeah. he basically wouldn't lay off him when he was on the ice like he was face washing him ripping his helmet off like doing all sorts of stuff yeah. and then it just led to a whole you know pile scrum uh fight yeah, going nine on. minute power play <laughs> yeah <laughs> nine minute power play and i've never I, seen that before and he was like what before. like five two six two at this point like the game was well like blown it might have even been seven two at this point like the game was well over um yeah so hey we've seen a recent trend of this it's just funny how much hockey has changed like rightfully suspended that that's fine i don't have any problems there but it's just funny how the game has changed like if that happened like four years do we even see a suspension like do we even see a fine if that happens like five years ago i mean like, you know what I'm saying? The game has changed maybe, so much. Maybe like, the cross check to the, the back of the head part, like, on the goalie. Like, fine comes out of that. But let me just reiterate this. Like, I am totally cool with the suspension in today's NHL. Totally mm-hmm. deserves it. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, that play's acceptable or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to explain, like, like hockey has changed so much. Yeah. And, like, there was people calling for Reese to be spending, like, 20 games. Like, come on, people. It's like... You suspend him a few games and move on. Like you definitely don't want yeah. to see it, and we all know how, what type of player Ryan Reeves is. It doesn't come as much of a surprise. He is not a good hockey player. He's just out there to muck things up and to be <laughs> an enforcer. And sometimes those guys cross the line. <laughs> so, what would you say if yeah, I told you uh, Montreal's up one nothing? That that's that picked them over Winnipeg. <laughs> Remember when we had like if Winnipeg win or if Montreal wins or Toronto wins, who you picking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I picked Montreal there. Winnipeg's defense is just brutal. That's all Connor Hellebuck back there doing his doing best his thing. he could do, you know? Yeah. So anyway, oh, what other series we got? We got two games complete of the Islanders Boston series. Game one went to Boston. Game two went to the Islanders in overtime. I, I could see Go it going Bruins, seven games. Unfortunately, I could I see could. it going this seven games. This should be a good one. First two games have been great. Mm-hmm. Boston erased what? 2-0-3-0-3-1 deficit in game two to force mm. it to overtime, but ultimately fell. I mean, I'm still seeing people out there rooting for the Islanders, even Devils fans rooting for the Islanders, which just baffles me when mm. there's like a chance of nine th- that the Devils pick that they're getting from the Islanders could drop from 20. By the way, it's locked in at 20 now to number 29 with a loss. Wait, I lied. It's not locked in yet, 20. But if Winnipeg were to beat Edmonton, or who the heck they play in Montreal, then yeah, it would lock Montreal. in at 20. Yeah, but if Montreal were to win that series, Winnipeg would go back to 20, and Islanders would be 21 or something like that. I don't know. But so you ideally, don't want the Islanders pick dropping from early 20s to late 20s, early 30s. That's the bottom line here, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... 
But um, yeah, like Chris said, that should be a good one. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. What else we got here? Um, which other series we have that we have not talked about? We had about. Tampa and Carolina. They're two games in, right? Yeah, Tampa's up in that series too well. Andres Vasilevsky is stealing games night. left and right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy how – I wouldn't say that was thoroughly outplayed. But, I mean, the first two games, Tampa at Bay in game two, was it? Game two only had like 15 shots. And game one, Tampa only had – I don't think their shot total was great in game one either. It's just funny because there's like I mean, games I don't, I don't where off the top of my head. there's games like last night where, like you said, Tampa definitely got outshot, yet they outscored, and it it's a similar thing with That's Islanders lusty. games. Yeah, it's a similar thing with Islander games where like the Islanders get outshot, goaltending yet man, they score. <laughs> like, you know, well. Yeah, that's the Islanders thing, though. That's the, like their system. Like Tam- when a team like Tampa's getting outshot and they're still winning games, that comes to a surprise for me. That's a hundred percent. Oh, that's Vasilevsky doing things. Like when it's the Islanders. Oh yeah, that's how the Islanders play. Good goaltending, mm. keeping everything to the outside. But Vasilevsky looks like he's on his way to not stealing a series, but moving. You know what? I don't want to say steal series because Tampa's a real yeah. solid hockey team. But Carolina's been great in that one so far, and they haven't gotten a win yet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what other series you got going on here, Chris? Am I missing any other? Well, uh, Montreal no, Winnipeg just okay. started. So yeah, they just started. You said they're up one nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Montreal, that is, is up one nothing, and we do have game two of Vegas, or yeah, game two of Vegas, Colorado tonight as well. So. But yeah, that's where we're at now. There is one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I just cannot remember for the life of me what it is. And I'm going to remember as soon as we stop recording, and I'm going to be sad. But anyway, nothing <laughs> nothing you could do there. Um, all right, well, what to expect? So today, Wednesday, we actually dropped three different things. We dropped episode 51 of Devil's Army Cast. We dropped an article written by yours truly on Ot. Rata, who is – we're going to do – I don't know if you all remember, but last offseason when I'd write these draft profiles, there would be every couple episodes I'd talk about like three different guys. We're going to do that again. I don't want to talk about it now since we need content for like <laughs> episodes later on. But yeah, check that out if you haven't. little preview. Finish or – yeah, finish centerman was actually the consensus number over, number one overall pick like last year. Not too long ago, but his production fell off. Still a really solid hockey player. Make sure you go check that out. More on him on the following episode. Next, I won't tweet this from the socials, but I'll give you, if you listen, you're a loyal listener, you'll get to hear from us first. But my next draft profile is going to be Mr. Fabian Lysel. Um, I'm working on that profile now. Hopefully that'll be out in the next couple days. We also wrote, or um, another writer at Devil's Army blog also wrote a piece on Seth Jones, kind of investigating if the devil should look into him. We already gave our opinions on this. I'm a firm no on him. Chris, I forget. You were leaning towards no too, right? Just because what it would cost to get him and what I he's going to be paid. different on him. Yeah, I'm definitely a firm no on him. His analytics are not good. And like I said, I think last episode, you could blame that a little bit on the top minutes he's getting. But even guys who are getting top minutes are putting up better numbers. Like Damon Severson, I say this in confidence, is a better defenseman than Seth Jones, which people are like, well, no way, no way. I mean, do do a little digging. And you'll see why mm-hmm. I say that. But um, That's our opinions there. 
but yeah, keep tuned to the socials. We're gonna have a lot of content coming out for you. This this all season is gonna move quick. I believe the schedule is like we got we got draft, expansion draft, everything the last week of June or something like that. Or maybe is it July or June? I think it's June, right? Or which one? NHL draft, NHL expansion draft, free agency. I think it's in June. Because they're trying to get this as back to normal as possible with the schedule, like in October. Uh, oh, it's the end of July, actually. Silly me. I've been going on for, like, weeks now thinking that the draft and everything was at the end of June. Like, I even wrote that in the first article. Like, I don't know how many of these I'm going to get out because, the well, we got a ton of time, folks. We're going to get a lot of draft profiles out, I hope, now, so... I did not know that. I'm sure because we've talked about this on the episode before, and I'm sure we gave the right dates. I must have just forgot. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, alrighty, Chris. Anything else you want to add here? Any anything we may have missed or anything you want to talk about? Two nothing, Montreal. Yeah, I know Montreal's way. up to nothing. Um, no, I think we about covered everything in terms of the playoffs. So, yeah. So, alrighty. We'll talk to you guys, who knows, sometime next week. This was like a little bonus episode. Just want to get um, everything out there. So, But any last words, Chris? I don't think I heard you say it. You might have. I don't know. Chris? Let's go Devils, baby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> My mic cut out for a second there. I don't know why. No. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go Devils as always. Everyone stay safe out there, and we will talk to you guys sometime next week. <laughs>